everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With your first look at this week's college football lines, this is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Here's Jonathan Von Tobel. Yep, we're back. College Lines Revealed. I'm back as well as uh, well, Jared Smith here for today. How? What's going on? We got a really good week of action, of course, in the books, and we will look ahead, as we always do in this show, to the next week. So let's walk through what we do here on College Lines Revealed. It's exactly that. Uh, we have a show in which we look ahead to the openers of the day. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Cirque has announced that they will unveil essentially the entirety of the card that we're going to see next Saturday by about 11, 10 p.m., or excuse me, a.m., Pacific time. Cool thing is, available in the three jurisdictions which Circa is. So everybody who wants to get out there, they'll be available in the apps. So we will look at every single one of these opening lines and throughout the next two hours as opposed to just one last year we will have all of the movements and where they're going and what they're doing so that'll be coming up in the next hour but as we mentioned it's not until 11 10 pacific time so we have a lot to get to over the next hour including some recap and jared where else do we begin but with colorado and tcu yesterday what a victory uh for tcu excuse me for colorado a 45 42 victory for the buffs and Deion sanders debut as head coach of colorado the stars of course of the game that would be shadur sanders and one travis hunter the takeaway for you initially as they go out there as a 21 point underdog win outright if you cashed in on the money line you're talking about eight to one by the way you should note got a late field goal at the first half too to give them a pretty solid win money line wise in the first half as well what did you take away from uh, tcu's loss here to colorado well, the number was obviously wrong on the Buffaloes. Pretty <laughs> Dr- clear. Yeah. Drastically wrong. And I, I think 
there will be a lot of examples of numbers being wrong with college football. We saw a lot of the sharps yesterday. A lot of the biggest moves this week turned out to be the stone cold wrong side. And this line didn't move a ton, but the initial number on the Buffaloes clearly um, not taking into account some of the talent they have at the top of the roster. We we heard a lot of prominent people really uh, poke holes in this roster all off season. And maybe there is some depth issues that will crop pop up throughout the course of the year, but right now they're healthy and <laughs> I will take that skill position group over a lot of what I saw yesterday, yeah. especially Sanders and Edwards, the running back who they flipped from Notre Dame, who looks like uh, all the, all the makings of a five-star kid that is going to be a game breaker in, in college football this year. And, and we see freshman running backs. We saw it with Penn state last year. We've seen a lot of freshman running backs, more so than other maybe skill position players have immediate impacts in college football. He is going to be one of them. I, I think the biggest surprises for me yesterday was how polished they look. They didn't make a ton of mistakes. They were able to get in and out of the huddle. The offensive line looked like it was you know one formidable unit. They did have some you know defensive lapses at some point. I think that's going to be the biggest question mark for Colorado going throughout the course of the season. Obviously the, 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 the power rating number on, on them was wrong, but how do we adjust the total? Because they're going to be a team that runs a lot of plays. They're going to be a team that gives up a lot of points. And I think maybe we were undervaluing the efficiency of their offense, which obviously all of those things would, would, would make totals go, go up. So I, I it's just, you just kind of, you know, let the dust settle, but clearly there's a lot of adjustments that need to be made. Yeah. Sean Lewis did a brilliant job. Offensive coordinator for Colorado, yeah. of course. Uh, and when you look at like everything from this and some of the numbers for maybe anybody who hadn't really looked at it uh, at this point for Colorado in this game, 31st downs, 565 total yards, uh, 510 of them through the air. Much of that should Sanders, uh, Sanders and how well he had played uh, in this contest. That I think is the big takeaway here. It's something that you and I were discussing off the air when it comes to the adjustment for Colorado. You know, there needs to be some sort of an adjustment. The question, just is how much do you adjust your rating on Colorado but in college football you can get away with like there's nuance right I think the people who thought this was one of the worst rosters in college football do have some accuracy to their statements but it's when you factor in the roster as a whole and the depth yeah but in college football when you have guys like Sanders like Hunter uh, when you have these dudes that can make the difference, Dylan Edwards as well, yeah. then you're talking about you being able to surpass some of the worst rosters because you have guys who can carry their water to such a high level. So when you talk about that adjustment, it's going to be fascinating to see. Now, we have seen a little bit. We have one lineup for week two that was posted yesterday. Nebraska, in the offseason, we'll call it, was an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in these projected lines for week two against Colorado. This is now Colorado minus two and a half. We don't know what the total is yet, but this actually got adjusted yesterday, reopened at one and a half favorite Colorado, got bet up to two and a half. So in total, from the first number we saw on this one to where we're at now, this is a, an 11-point adjustment from the number that we saw in the offseason. Is that a lot? Because here's the thing, to be fair, it is not just Colorado beating TCU it is also Nebraska going out and looking somewhat anemic offensively yes. against Minnesota and losing the way that they did in their game at the start of week one. And, and I think that it's not just the 11-point rating increased on Colorado. I, I think it, you have to take a little bit of that Nebraska downgrade into account as well. I, I, I think I'm waiting one more week to really stamp a, a, an opinion on their overall body of work because I think one game – I don't want to overreact, but I, 
I think you're going to get a lot of people that are going to pick Colorado this yeah. week. Just, just sight unseen based off of what we saw last week. And I would be surprised if, if Circa didn't open them as a favorite. Oh, I mean, that's so this is that's the underrated part about what the show is coming up in the next hour when all those yeah. lines, you know, places like Circa and others that t- like the, the, Circa fully goes into the water. Yes. Right? They unveil all the numbers. There are a couple of other shops like last year that started to get weighed into the waters as well. Their opinion will be known like they, they will put yes. their opinion in their number. You will see a difference there. So we'll see if Colorado ends up being. I'm interested know, to different. see how much they adjust. Right. Because I, I take what they do a little bit differently than what some of the other books in town. do. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like pick. Yeah, right, or something like that. So we'll see if that's going to be. And the first move will always be the most interesting. Yes, because here's the thing too, as we know, when we were talking about this, and we saw this with a couple of the games you mentioned, like the full swings in other directions for some yeah. of these. We'll take Purdue. We'll talk more in depth about it. But Purdue yeah. and Fresno State is a good example. That number opened up six and a half, got to as low as three in some spots. You saw the buyback, yes. so you're going to see some buyback on this adjustment. The question is, when does it come? And sometimes sharp betters can't help themselves. Like when yes. I say that, it's like, hey, just wait. Three's probably going to come. You don't have to come in and see what, you know, and take two and a half because you think it's too much. It might be too much by your numbers, but just wait. You might get the full three if that's going to come available. So I can't wait to see what this market move is going to be. You see, by the way, the final result of Fresno State and Purdue. But focusing on this, I think I have a lot of questions, and I think they're fair when we talk about Colorado going forward. The first big one is, and the number kept changing and changing. Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus had the final number. Travis Hunter. 145 snaps played yesterday for Colorado. It's an aggressive number. That and the fact that they ran 85 plays yesterday. Are we really accounting for Travis Hunter playing over 100 snaps in 12 games in which the offense is going to run 85 plays? Like, that's something that I think when you take away yesterday, right, a lot of it is, oh, they got a dude in Travis Hunter. Shadur Sanders is awesome. Yes, but does that workload for Hunter continue? Because as we've discussed I think that he has more value. You do not find corners, as they put it on the broadcast, that do what he does at college football. And I think he has more value as a corner. And I'm very interested to see as you move forward past the Nebraska game, which for old Colorado heads, we know Pritch, what, Pritch is going to be down there? Oh, uh, right, man. Oh, Mike Pritchard. I, can, I wish I had one. a live cam on Pritch during the game right. <laughs> yesterday. But with Hunter, you wonder, it's been great. The, there's been adjustments. He was as long as 150 to 1 to win the Heisman, down yeah. to about 40 to 1 to win it now. Does that workload continue? Is that sustainable? Because that is a big part of adjusting what Colorado is going to be. He has a massive impact on that. I want to say no, but very rarely and this is why you and i vibe you're very you're a very skeptical person too we are trained as gamblers to be skeptical of the noise yesterday lived up to the noise like when i watched that game yesterday i understand why dion and his little crew was really excited about this season they're coming right well they're here now right and and i i don't know what the longevity of it is to your point but in the short term I think it is sustainable, but when they start to get into the the meat of the conference season, and let's be honest, TCU's offense yesterday, I was impressed with the tempo and the play calling, and I think they didn't have the personnel like they had last year. Well, they're gonna have they're gonna face teams this year that do have the personnel. Just wait till they they play Oregon. Just wait. I don't think they have you. Did USC on the schedule? Who's that? Colorado. Yeah. Yes, they do. I mean, it, just just wait till you see the difference in. The, the gaps and the cracks in that defense when they play a Bo Nix and a Caleb Williams compared to a, a Morris, a Chandler Morris, who, again, I thought TCU and Kendall Bryles in his first game as offensive coordinator called a pretty solid game. 
Um, and there were a lot of wide open spaces, but I just think the personnel for TCU wasn't able to exploit them. So I think we might see a little bit of regression with his productivity, but the dude looks like he's like this. It looks like he is, is, is hell bent on being that kind of dual, dual threat. And we don't see that very often in college football. So maybe our eyes playing tricks on us. We haven't seen it. So it, it can't be sustainable, but he looks like one of those guys that's at least up to the challenge early in the year. Maybe in week 10, we change our tune. But right now, for next week's game, I think it is sustainable. And we focus a lot on offense. We rightfully should because offense is the, you know, the driver in football nowadays. Uh, we'll say this because I, I, I think I would disagree a little bit in terms of the way that Bryles called the game. You had a running back that only had 14 carries but averaged 11.7 yards per carry. You should fair. probably run the ball a little bit more than yes, they did. Yes, that's fair. And, I, and it, I think it's incredible, though, and this is the part that I think we kind of bury here, a game that I didn't think was like great in terms of the way it was called, and a quarterback in Chandler Morris that I didn't think played particularly well. They still had 42 points, yeah. lost by three, and had two end zone uh, turnovers, as we'll yep. call them, red zone turnovers, uh, and a missed field goal. So yep. that is a mis massive difference. And if any one of those things changes in terms yep. of the result, we're talking about something a little bit different here. A very competitive Colorado team, but it goes back to what my point is as we move forward, which is the offense is going to be great. But if it starts to take a step back in terms of production, you look at some of the numbers for this Colorado secondary, we'll bring up a little bit more when we break down the Nebraska game with them. Not good defensively for Colorado. No, the defense will Travis be an Hunter. issue. It yeah. might not be exploited next week against Nebraska, though. That's, and that's the, the real game question. against Oregon, in my opinion, is the one that is circled as the game where we might start jumping off the Colorado bandwagon. But for the next couple weeks, and really next week, that game against Nebraska next week, in Boulder, I think, is going to be a really fun watch. Well, let's take a look at that one from a uh, betting and, and analyst standpoint because there are a lot of interesting numbers that came out of uh, Nebraska's loss to Minnesota and what the quarterback play is going to look like. And it's going to be a real test Oy. for a bad secondary because if – tell you this much, if you come out and you start getting picked apart by Jeff Sims, you might have a problem with defense. That's College Finding Field here on the Sports Betting Network. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. 
So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Updated NFL betting guide is released on Thursday. Throughout the NFL preseason, VEASAN experts have been reevaluating every game to give you the betting edge. And our updated NFL betting guide has picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use the betting splits, and more. And if you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks, predictions, previews, now is the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Check it out now for as low as 19 bucks, or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription to bet smarter all year long. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back here on College Lines Revealed, Jared Smith is alongside here today, and uh, more and more of the top games getting populated on the board. Uh, we were talking about the Alabama-Texas game before we got off. Uh, mentioned that some spots, DraftKings uh, had made the small adjustment to go from 7 to 8 for Alabama. This is the best part about this exercise. If you're in a jurisdiction uh, that has all of these accounts available, yeah. you can go and you can lay, if you think Alabama's the side, you can go ahead and lay 8 if you want. You can also lay the 6.5 that's available out there as well. And then take so, it. Right. And then yeah. you can't lose. Game land 7, how many... What's that, there a middle go. five, seven, seven percent of the time? That's a pretty good middle right yep. there. So I think that's this is the best part about a show like this is yeah. for anybody who's uh, pretty much listening out there, even if you're listening in podcast form, which is, by the way, this is part of the College uh, Football Bets podcast feed. So if you're listening maybe a little bit later, tune in on Sundays during college or during the NFL and sit back on your apps and maybe just yeah. fire away. Because even if you don't feel, Jared, like you have the greatest read on some of these teams, if you're sitting there and have the opportunity to lay six and a half and grab eight on a day, you don't need to know that much about Texas no. and Alabama. And, and I'll be honest, there's a lot of really sharp, successful, professional bettors that don't even watch the games. They, they just don't are care. all day. That's it. And, and that's not a very entertaining way to bet because at the end of the day, you're rooting for a game to land on seven and you're only going to win big like 8% of the, the time but you're going to lose 0% of the time. So I, I think that is, is a personal choice that everyone makes with their own bankroll and the way that they manage it and how they want to bet. Um, for example, you could have, I mean, there were some opportunities and I, I took one with UMass and Auburn. I, I took 38 with, with, with UMass on Monday and then laid 35 with Auburn, you know, Friday night. And obviously it, it didn't work out, but to me, everyone should, Go through that exercise at least once or twice because I think it kind of shows you the other side of betting that's not just this is the team that's going to win and I am hell-bent on them covering and no, uh, you know, just very, very stubborn, narrow-minded approach. So I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a less entertaining way to bet, but it's, I, I think, a, also a less risky way to bet. Yep. All right, let's talk about some of the other big games that are going to post it on the board uh, and some of the more entertaining ones as well. One that caught both of our eyes when we were looking over at some of the numbers that are getting posted. And we're all starting to see some totals too because this is also the fascinating part about what we're going to see today. These totals will move like crazy. Yeah. Uh, but 
Let's go to Oklahoma and SMU because this seems on its surface to be a really, really fun contest, especially when you have an opening total of 70 and a half. Oklahoma, 14 and a half point favorite here. Uh, now, DraftKings has 16. Again, so talking about the differences, you can see 14 and a half out there. You can see 16 as well. So, again, not the keyest of middles. If you're going to no. you know, lay 14 and a half and take 16, it just speaks to the discrepancy. If you like SMU, don't grab 14 and a half, go grab 16. So what do you expect here? Me, I was fascinated. I was talking about this. We're going to have Paul Stone later in the show. Saw him yesterday along with uh, Mitch Moss and, uh, and Luke De- DeVasta. Is that how you pronounce Luke's last name? Is it DeVasta? Whatever Luke's last name is. Um, but we were talking about this total and where this is going to go. And they said, you know, hey, like 72 and a half or so. Saw an opening total of 70 and a half. Wouldn't be surprised if we start to see the market move to the over. But your expectations here, 14 and a half to 16, the line for Oklahoma. Yeah, they ran 82 plays yesterday. The yep. Sooners did. Um, SMU ran 79. I didn't know what to make of it. Like SMU was going through a lot of kind of off-season offensive uh, changeover. We know their best receivers now with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and I, I didn't know what to expect with their offense, but it looked pretty good. Granted, it was La Tech, but uh, their quarterback graded out pretty well. Uh, a bunch of big-time throws, only one turnover-worthy play. Uh, pretty solid adjusted accuracy rate. I, I think we knew what we were getting with Oklahoma's offense. Yes. We've seen Dylan Gabriel. We've seen them run this kind of up-tempo, run-and-shoot offense where they, they they had – it's so funny. Uh, you just look at their rushing attack yesterday. They did run the ball almost 50 times, but they were up so much. I don't want to read too much into that. Yep. Um, I think if they get challenged by SMU, they will be a lot more pass-happy, and the amount of plays that they run, the amount of plays that SMU runs, I, I am off the, oh, well, the new rules are going to have a bad impact on overs. I, I think it, that is one of those preseason narratives, just like in baseball, that, you know, oh, the rules are going to change the game. Well, yeah, but now that we actually get a chance to watch it, it didn't really change the game too much. Here's the thing. This is my thoughts on it. Um, as I've discussed on many different of our shows, there is going to be an impact, but I think the impact is when some of these teams get up, it's going to be harder yeah. to come back. And That's so true. thus, from an in-game standpoint, how do you quantify that? How do you attack that? That's the real question. I like that. You know, that's the, the one best example I have is Kelly and I, Kelly Bidlin, when we were on last weekend during the Notre Dame and Navy game, he went in and laid 27 and a half with Notre Dame. So you can sit there and you, maybe you don't shy away from laying big numbers in-game with teams that are up because it's going to be harder for these teams to get back yeah. into it, especially when the other side is running to bleed the clock to let you have fewer possessions. So Another interesting one, maybe variance on the big underdogs. Like if a good coach for a big underdog knows, hey, I mm-hmm. can shorten the game, you might see the strategy and the play calling change. But this Oklahoma SMU game, I don't think SMU is going to be in that boat. They're going to come out and they're going to try to win this game and they're going to be, you know, Pedal down, all gas, no break, as my pal Robert Sala likes to say on hard knocks. But um, I, to me, the, this number only has – the total only has one way to go. And, yep. uh, and by the way, too, uh, you saw a little bit of that. Wyoming, for example, a 14-point underdog. Time of possession for Wyoming, 34-02 in yes. that game against Texas Another Tech. team that ran o- over 75 plays. Yep. I, I mean, I think that was the biggest thing. Those account for overtime? Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess it does. Yeah. The, the, it, and at this point in the season, again, we don't have a lot to go off of, but a useful exercise after we have one, preferably two, like I, I, especially with some of the big blowouts. And as you mentioned, one game might go to overtime. So you might get one skewed data point really after the second week. You look at the amount of plays per game run, and then you compare it to what that team did last year, and then you can make a, a, a strong, I think, assessment on, wow, this team is going to play a lot faster this year. This team is going to play a lot slower this year. That's where I really think 
you can dig into these totals and say, all right, that total's going to go up. And I've seen totals in college football from open to close, a full touchdown move. Yep. And that at that point, yeah, you better be playing both sides. But I, I think that's where you can find a little bit of an edge. So let's go to a uh, – I would say the antithesis of SMU Oklahoma, <laughs> uh, Iowa and Iowa State. This oh number's up. Now, I will say, you go back over the numbers and you kind of rewatch what happened with Cade McNamara. Uh, some bad luck in terms of maybe some drop okay. touchdowns for I didn't Iowa. watch the game, so. I think when you look at it, like, he actually – if he graded out relatively well. Adjusted completion percentage, which he accounts for drops, 74.1% compared to 58.6, which is his actual completion percentage. Uh, had a couple of drops in the end zone that did, that did kind of hurt from a scoring perspective. Okay. So maybe Iowa, from an offensive efficiency standpoint, a little bit better than what the final product would indicate. We also see – that at least from a side perspective, the initial move is toward the Hawkeyes. It's open three and a half uh, here today. We're already at four at a couple of spots now, too, as these numbers are starting to pop up. Be interested to see where this total ends up getting to. It's at 39 and a half right now at the open. But I can, at the very least, I kind of understand this first move we saw from three and a half to four. Because I think if you really go back and rewatch Iowa offensively, and I'm going to do that later today okay. to get an idea of it. I thought watching it here in studio, like it was in the top left corner, so you can't really see too much. There were some missed opportunities for Iowa offensively against Utah State. That's yesterday. fair. And I, I'm guessing Utah State's defense, just like Northern Iowa, who was Iowa State's opponent, probably didn't offer a ton of resistance. Mm -hmm. This game will be played at a much different pace. My guess is this game will be played at the more traditional Iowa pace. Well, yesterday they did run more plays than average from last season. And, and, you know, to your point, I think maybe they left some points on the board and maybe the, the, the little baby Ferentz is trying to get that contract uh, incentive uh, met. Right. So I brought this up yesterday. <laughs> it was, it, I, I brought this up because we did, we did see, and they only had 24 yesterday, <laughs> but we did see them in usual situations where Ferentz would elect to kick a field goal. They went for it on good. fourth down a couple of times. Good. But so here's the thing though. So initially it's good. But what happens when you're up by like 17 and you've got a fourth and short and Ference is like, I'm like four points away from getting over this number. I need to get this here. There's a conflict of interest. There I'm, is a I'm conflict of interest. I'm fascinated to see what the impact is going to be. That's why you don't give incentives to coaches. The sure. only incentive a coach should have is a win. Winning the bowl game, you get a million dollars. Winning the conference, you get a million dollars. Incentives for points, that's what a but, player should be incentivized to so the, do. So the, the best thing about the NFL season is the final week where everybody yeah, over accounts for incentives, the incentives, right? Yeah. Like nobody else knows. Of course I'm going to bet this everyone guy Everyone knows, yeah, um, everyone knows. But can you imagine we get to like the last week of the regular season and he is like, like six points away from getting that escalator in his contract. He just needs another touchdown, but they're up by like 17 with a minute left. Can you imagine them just slinging it downfield? I, I, I can, money? because I'll be honest, <laughs> if I was the offensive coordinator and that was my money, I would be calling an up-tempo passing play. Oh, I would be shameless. Of course I would. Shameless. It's money. Money, money never sleeps. That's right. All right. When we come back, uh, we do have a big one on the board, and you can't wait to watch it because I don't think you know too much about two teams that took on – well, I don't want to call them cupcakes because it's disrespectful to both Miami, Ohio, and New Mexico. But Texas A&M and Miami uh, are going to go at it. It's going to be a fascinating contest. Initial line right now on the screen, four and a half in favor of Texas A&M. Two teams coming off of very disappointing seasons compared to the, we'll call it the expectations of the masses. But they meet once again, and we'll see if there is going to be something to be had here. But Texas A&M initially a four and a half point favorite against Miami. We'll have that and plenty more as a lot of these numbers are getting posted right now. And that's the point of the show. It's College Lines Revealed here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with a G-Bank Visa signature card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as cash advance, the G-Bank Visa signature card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps. You'll earn a 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports apps loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G-Bank Visa is a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere and works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to g.bank slash vsin. That's g.bank slash vsin. Welcome, it is uh, College Lines Revealed. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. Jared Smith is alongside as well. Now, if you're just tuning in and wondering, where are the lines? Uh, they are not going to get posted until about 11, 10 p.m. or a.m. Pacific time. I'm a night guy. I keep going p.m. for some reason. Yeah, this uh, is early for us. Yes. Uh, 11, 10 a.m. Pacific time, though, is when we're going to get the full slate revealed. Uh, all of those lines coming from Circa. Other books will enter the fray. And it's an awesome exercise as we're going to get here uh, in the next hour because you will see some big discrepancies, about two, three points sometimes in these openers. And you'll be able to, if you have uh, you know apps loaded and ready to go, you'll be able to attack quite a bit of these. So it's a lot of fun to watch the screen light up. As of now, if you're just joining us, there is one line posted for next week, just one. Uh, and that would be Colorado minus two and a half against Nebraska. And that is, of course, an adjustment of about eight and a half points or excuse me, 11 points in total uh, from what we saw in the pregame line about two or three weeks ago. Now, we are starting to see the screen light up. We're getting about one or I'm two. So, I was going to say, I, I yep. saw Texas, Alabama just drop. Looks like a seven at and, MGM. Yep. So yeah, this is um, this is what we're going to get from quite a few. Right. This is what you kind of start yeah. to see. Uh, you'll start to see a trickle out of some of the bigger games. Yep. DraftKings, Caesars, others. You mentioned MGM. USC, They'll put their stamp 28 on this. and a hook yep. against All right. Stanford. So let's, let's focus on some of these. First off, in your screen in front of you, so the numbers that I have, we'll roll through these really quickly, and then we can analyze yeah. some of them. Uh, first off, we'll go with Illinois and Kansas. I, I think this is actually a pretty fascinating game. So Kansas opens up as a three-and-a-half-point favorite on this line for week two. The question here is, remember, Jalen Daniels, uh, the quarterback for Kansas, did not end up playing against Missouri State last week. Had been dealing with back tightness throughout the entire camp. Uh, had been off and on in terms of practice. Now, all of a sudden, you, you wonder, the reports are, he's going to be available to play this coming week, but was reported as being available before last week and ended up not mm. playing. So this is a real question as to whether or not Daniels is going to be available. And, of course, Illinois, we saw them scuffle around with Toledo last night, but a three-and-a-half-point yeah. line uh, open here for Kansas. The offensive line played better than, than what I expected from what I read. Um, I just to me, Kansas is a fade just because of what they did last year. Um, and they didn't look overly dominant against mm-hmm. Missouri State. So I, I don't think I would be overly enthused to lay more than a field goal against it. I know it's Illinois and I know it's at home, but I, I would not be overly enthused to be laying more than a field goal against the power five team with Kansas. Yeah, I can understand that. It, I, I do wonder at this point right now, when you look at the two quarterbacks, because he has played so much, yeah. um, Jalen Daniels, if he does not play, is there a massive difference power rating-wise between him and Jason Bean? I would say no. Right? I mean, maybe a point. Jason Bean, and Bean has a lot of Texas. experience. Yep. He played well last year in relief. Like, I, I, I wouldn't make a huge adjustment there at all. So it would be interesting to see if there is any adjustment if Jalen Daniels yeah. ends up not being able to play. Would assume that this means full-strength Kansas with Daniels under center, but we'll see if that's the case. And even if he does not play, if there is an adjustment. Speaking of adjustments, as we are getting a trickle of lines coming out uh let's go for the old school folks 
303-304. DraftKings has posted Notre Dame-NC State. Now, this is the first adjustment we see again uh, from a line that was previously posted. The look-ahead game of the year, whatever you want to call it, had Notre Dame as a seven-point favorite. Well, after two rousing victories for Notre Dame and a scuffle and non-cover for NC State against UConn, we see a two-point adjustment here. Notre Dame now a nine-point favorite at the Open today over NC State. Again, two points off of what we originally saw this number, which was just seven. Is it warranted here is it a two-point adjustment on Notre Dame, who was a massive favorite in their first two games? Or is this a downgrade of NC State that I think, I mean, look, I had UConn in that game against NC State. Yeah, I had, the big U- touchdown I had NC State, run. State, actually. Yeah, the big touchdown run at the end ultimately makes the difference. Yes. Uh, the offense for UConn didn't really look that great. Some of that no. had to do with NC State. Some of that had to do with UConn itself. But I don't think it was a performance in which you're discouraged and or downgrading NC State. And I don't think you could take away much from Navy and Middle Tennessee, or excuse me, Tennessee State uh, victories for Notre Dame. Yeah, I I didn't think NC State looked terrible in the second half of that game. I, I think it's hard to to judge anything on a first half. First half of a first game on the road. Obviously, their offense was never going to be something that you were very excited about. But it, other than that long touchdown run, UConn did nothing in the second half offensively. Mm-hmm. And I and frankly, I I think NC State had two short yardage situations, a fourth and one inside uh, UConn territory that got stuffed. And there was another drive. I forget the ending, but it was like an unfortunate way for a drive to end um, without scoring points. And that game kind of landed right on the number. Mm -hmm. So I I wouldn't downgrade NC State much at all. I I think it's all Notre Dame. And and frankly, it's Sam Hartman that I think now that we get enough of a glimpse to make an opinion that he is an upgrade considerably from any other quarterback the Irish have had recently. Yeah, four, uh, 14 to 17 on 20 dropbacks for Hartman yesterday. Uh, 194 yards, two touchdowns, has yet to commit a turnover where they play through the two games. And you're seeing a little bit of aggression, two 9.1s, the average of the target uh, for Hartman in this last game against Tennessee State. So I'm, I'll, I'll say this. Initial thought would be NC State only because I don't think you upgrade Notre Dame about two points. Like if you thought this was a seven-point spread – through the first two before the season began, I don't see why, as a massive favorite in the first two games, you would upgrade anything in favor of the Fighting Irish. So we'll see that's what the fair. initial market does uh, there. Also on the screen that's popping up right now, again, we're walking through some of the opening lines. Again, for anybody who's with us right now live, a reiteration that a vast majority of these are going to be, or actually all of them, will be up in the 11 o'clock hour. We see some of the top games get posted somewhat early, though. Uh, so let's go to a couple of others. Let's go to a big one here because we just got this one posted right now over at DraftKings. Wyoming was a very popular selection yesterday, yes. catching 14, closed at about 13 and a half against Texas Tech. And after a really solid game that went into overtime, Texas Tech comes out a loser against the Cowboys. This was a Texas Tech team that a lot of people thought were maybe going to be a dark horse candidate in the Big yeah. 12, a la TCU a season ago. Shuck commits turnover, didn't really look spectacular in that game against Wyoming. Craig Bull always does a great job with those defenses. Oregon opens up as a full seven-point favorite on the road against Texas Tech over at wow. DraftKings. Don't think I'm surprised here. Oregon drops, what, 72, 78 yesterday uh, in their matchup. I, I was, I was uh, we'll put it, disappointed by Texas Tech in that game. Didn't think they were going to cover 14, but thought they would be able to come out and beat a Craig Bowl offense that had, was somewhat limited with their quarterback play. Not the case. Yeah, and again, I think it kind of speaks to a lot of the a lot of the sharp moves we saw yesterday. It just ended up being pretty dud. Like mm-hmm. it just it, and and that was one of them. I I don't have a whole lot of uh, I don't have a whole lot of opinion on Oregon based on what I saw yesterday. At, it was clear they just they just wanted to kind of flex their muscle a little bit. Um, I I would not make an adjustment off of Oregon at all. Um, 
I think it's fair to downgrade Texas Tech a little bit. And I'm already seeing, you know, one shop at seven, another one at seven and a half. And that's a pretty big mm-hmm. difference right there. So I, I think this line hovering around the key number is going to be interesting to see where our sharp friends behind us open. Is it on the Texas Tech side? Do we get the extra hook at home? Yep. Or are they a little bit more, um, a little bit more uh, geared towards Oregon there? I think I would. I think Oregon's going to be one of the higher power rated teams this season, given Probably. the continuity from last year. Uh, and by the way, I mentioned I I misspoke. So it was one interception for Tyler Shuck, four turnover worthy plays for Shuck in that game against Wyoming. So a pretty poor performance overall mm. for Shuck in this offense. All right, moving down the screen. So that was one of the big games that we're going to see next week. It's actually really good. So let's talk about this next one, and we'll expand on this maybe a little bit more. One of the individual players I was impressed with yesterday. Um, I don't know how you want to say it. Jalen Milrow? Milrow? Milrow. Uh, there you go. Uh, but Jalen Milrow looked really, really solid. As a passer, he graded out extremely well. Yeah. You look at some of the PFF grading numbers for what he did yesterday, was was awesome. No play action. How about this? 13 to 17, or excuse me, 11 to 13 on 17 dropbacks, 158 yards through both of his touchdowns, didn't commit a single turnover where they play. You saw the athleticism. Yeah. You saw the passing. And you saw Texas yesterday. Quinn Ewers looked pretty average. Texas, don't want to say they scuffled around, but it was never a blowout by any sense of rice. They were just kind of there and getting through it. I don't think it's a massive surprise to see an adjustment now. The uh, look ahead here was going to was seven, a full seven in favor of Alabama. We are now at eight on the open today. I think that makes sense to me. I think when you look at um, Texas's defense yesterday, that was probably the only thing I would point to and say, yep, okay. That's going to be a formidable unit this year. I'm still very unsure about Quinn Ewers, even more unsure about the haircut. I thought the mullet was his superpower, right. and now that it's gone, I'm, I'm joking, obviously. But, um, yeah, offensive line play yesterday. Looks like they, they, they held up pretty well in the pass blocking schemes, not as well in the run. Um, I, I wouldn't make a strong adjustment based off of either game, though. Yeah. I, I, think, I think Alabama's solid. They were graded – probably how they played maybe texas was graded a little higher than maybe how they actually played yeah i think i i could get behind you upgrading alabama after finally seeing milrow and and really you know what i'm saying like you go into that game against middle tennessee because it's what we were all watching i wasn't watching for a good game it was was a slower start yeah first half stayed under and then they kind of like rev the engines a little bit in the second half and you saw the explosion the athleticism i just think texas might be able to hang a little bit more than middle will defensively yeah i just i think i can understand it upgrade yeah sure after watching not a significant though i wouldn't i wouldn't say significant no i would say maybe just a little slight bump right so a one point bump which would be slight okay that makes sense we'll take our break here uh we have plenty of other lines starting to trickle out here on the uh on the board next up when we come back there were a couple of teams that i was somewhat impressed with and we have a number here uh tulane went out and took care of business against a really solid south alabama team yesterday and we have a number for their matchup with Ole miss don't go anywhere it's college lines revealed here on vcin the sports betting network You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lines revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Make sure you check out the betting splits data before you make your next bet. You get money in bets for every single game, all figures courtesy of DraftKings. They're updated every 10 minutes as well. And you can see not just today's games, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way VEASAN's here to help. Check them out under the betting tools tab up on the website at VEASAN.com. That's V-S-I-N.com. Welcome back in College Lines Revealed. Jonathan Von Tobel here with you as it was last year. Very excited to be back. Jared Smith is alongside for today. Uh, we have a couple of other numbers starting to pop up, but this is part of the good conversation you can have. Again, can't stress enough the difference in opinions that you see in some of these numbers from these shops, where, again, if you are somewhere that has, you know, you're lucky enough to be in a jurisdiction where you can get all of these in. Yeah. Um, you can find yourself some opportunities. So we go to the game that we tease. It's actually perfect. Uh, serendipity? Serendipitous? Whatever. Yes. Um, Texas A&M and Miami. I would say we don't really know too much about either of these teams. We did see them go out and battle some cupcakes and take them down. Uh, when you look at it from Connor Wegman's standpoint, was very aggressive, threw five touchdowns, averaged up the target downfield, was 14 and a half yards against New Mexico, wow. picked the Lobos apart. Lobos, though, one returning starter defensively for a team that was just ravaged in the transfer portal. Not very good, not expected to do much. Uh, Miami. Miami, Ohio, I think expected more of them than New Mexico, but still a team up against it from a talent standpoint. Miami goes out, does well. Same thing with Tyler Van Dyke, 201, a touchdown. Did throw an interception, and not a very good one either. It was a pretty poor throw. Outside of that, though, looked fine. So Texas A&M opens up first to market at minus 4.5. However, as we mentioned, a lot more books are starting to get involved here, Jared, and put their opinions out on these Sundays. So we get Caesars to come in and throw down a 6 wow. in favor of Texas A&M. So again, a 1.5-point difference. Again, super key, no. But when you're talking about 6, yeah, you're getting a little bit more key-ish because obviously touchdowns are worth 6 points, so that's a massive difference. I would wager 
that that six is probably going to come back down closer to four and a half. Yeah, and it makes you think that maybe Caesars is a little higher on maybe the SEC as a whole. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why there's only one of the shops that have opened this number, Caesars being the one that's the, the you know, the, the, the sore thumb sticking out. So keep an eye on that maybe with some of the other SEC teams. Maybe they just have the SEC as a conference graded higher. Um, I mean, I'm looking at my screen. There are some other, we'll call them off-the-radar books. That, for Caesars? Yeah. Um, or for, for Caesars games that are off the off the market a little bit? No, 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 no. Uh, other shops that are a little, like, we'll call them outside of the, the you know, circle, I guess you call sure. it. Sure. Um, sevens on, on my A&M? screen. Yeah. Well, that, that means maybe there's some major indecision on this game. Yes. And in those situations, it, by the way, it does happen a lot. Maybe it doesn't happen as much for a high-profile game like this, but it happens a lot, especially with group of five teams. You just let the market kind of kind of bite into it. And Unless you, should, you have a strong opinion, sure. which I don't on either of these teams based on what I saw yesterday. And we should note, too, you know, on these days, as Jeff Benson tweeted out, you can, you can look at it on X if you'd like. Um, the limits are low on these days. Yes. You know, and this is only at Circa, but at Circa, the limits and are, they get I think. Bought into, they get rounded into shape pretty quickly. Yes. Like one or two bets, and then kind of they get – Back to par. Yes. So limits are $3,000 a side, $1,000 for totals. And that's at so, Circa. Yes, and that's at Circa. So that's going to be pretty low. Other spots are going to be a lot lower. And then yeah. I wish I didn't say a lot lower. We don't know. It, it, I haven't looked into it. But other spots are going to be lower than that, and you're going to look at it, and then you're going to take those bets and move on to them. So if you're looking at it from that perspective, you can kind of open up off market because you're not going to get absolutely destroyed, True. and you're going to be able to adjust from there. So you can make your opinion known, and it's a little bit of a gamble. Like if you're out there and you say, hey, we're going to put out six, and other places are going to put out four and a half, we believe that our number's the better one, and we'll see where the action comes to correct And I'm guessing place. Caesars was, the, was not first to market. So maybe they yes. looked at the first market, and they said, you know, I'm a little higher on it, and, and they said st- – it, it, it is – it's kind of funny. It, it, the books kind of play off of each other a lot when these lines open. I would but as say, you mentioned, the limits are low, so they don't get hit that hard, and, yep. and then they get rounded into shape very quickly. And, and I would say, too, again, at initial glance, you know, it, did I come into this season high, insanely high on either Texas A&M no. and or Miami? No. Uh, a little but bit to higher see, on A&M, I think. Sure, but to see in a true road spot, to have them laying a full touchdown against Miami, I think I would have my questions there. And, yeah, the, the Caesars is at Seven six, will seven. not last. Yep, seven if will seven, not last. If seven is there, I would feel confident. If you're one of those people, as we mentioned, that just wants to bet now and ask questions later, mm-hmm. I would feel pretty confident that you're going to be on the right side of the market with seven. Yep, I would agree with that. All right, with that, as we're looking around the market and looking at some of these openers, uh, that was one of the higher-profile ones. I think we did mention this off the top. I don't think we expanded on it, so I will say really quickly, uh, Mississippi is a six-point favorite over Tulane. I think I teased that out, but then we got a bunch of openers and we kind of got distracted. So that one is popping up, and we're starting to see some other ones. Now, did you note? Did you see Stanford-USC already? Because I'm starting. I saw 28 and a half. Okay, so 28 and a half was the initial number you saw. DraftKings opens up a couple of minutes ago at 31 and a half in favor of USC over Stanford. I'll be honest. I I thought Stanford had a little punch to him, um, but I don't know what to make of Hawaii really. But I I thought it's fair to say Hawaii had some punch to him in week one again, in week zero against Vandy. So there's there's a case to be made that that number might come down a little bit. But then you think about where the public perception is on USC. Yeah. And I just don't see a lot of action coming in on Stanford throughout the week. But there's probably a case to be made that the number should be somewhere in the middle there, maybe around 30. Let's leave it at this. If you can find a 28 with USC, Mm -hmm. probably feel confident betting that, knowing you'll be on the right side of the market. Uh, Is this fair? I'm totally willing to say maybe it's not. Uh, But watching that, specifically the first half, 
Uh, you mentioned the punch that Hawaii had against Vanderbilt. Watching Bandy come back in that first half against Alabama and A&M and watching them scuffle around and A.J. Swan didn't maybe really look Vandy great. Maybe not that good. Yeah, maybe it was more about Vandy That's than it fair. was about Hawaii. And, and I think one of the things that was interesting that I saw yesterday, again, a lot, or just Stanford played Friday, but you yeah. get the point. Like, a lot of those teams that were relative sharp plays in the market were complete duds. Mm-hmm. And, like, complete duds. Like, zero, like Cal, North Texas, is, and, and Washington State, Colorado State, all I heard all week was how good North Texas was and how bad Cal's offense was, how great Colorado State's offense was, and how bad Washington State's defense was. And those two things could not have been more wrong. And yep. I, I'm wrong all the time. I'm not saying it's, it, it's bad information, but I think it's misguided information at this stage of the season to have a really strong opinion on something sight unseen, sure. Colorado being another example. So now that we get, a little, we get one layer peeled back, the point you make about Vandy, I think, is well-founded. How about this? So we get some differences again on the board as we're looking at. We looked at some of the bigger picture or the bigger profile games. And again, you can make money on all of these. So let's take a look at some of these other ones that are starting to appear. And again, focusing on the discrepancies that you're seeing in the market. 315-316, for example, Purdue on the road against Virginia Tech. Purdue, as we know, market was really in on, against them with Fresno State until it reached a low point of yeah. about three. Then you saw some natural buyback there. But the market, that was one of those that the market was all over and actually right last uh, yesterday. Yes. Uh, Bulldogs were the bet from the second it opened in the offseason at six and a half to the second it closed. And they went out there. Did they need a last-second touchdown drive? Yes, but they won the game outright against Purdue. Um, now you see Purdue opening up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in certain shops. DraftKings just posted a one in favor of Purdue on the road against Virginia Tech. So, again, discrepancies. Mm. Is that the biggest difference in the world? Not entirely, but if you're a better out there that believes in Purdue, do you want to go late two-and-a-half, or do, would you like to go and instead just essentially ask them to win in late one? That's some of the differences you're getting here. So look around and shop around. I didn't have any really big takeaways from Purdue. Other than I will say this. Yesterday, keep in mind the Fresno State defensively, that is a team that has seven guys back starter-wise on a defense that won a Mountain West championship last year. And Purdue, I was surprised by the offensive output by Purdue yesterday. Like That was a game that also got some action to the under. uh, Yeah, a lot of action to the under. And that under was dead and buried from the first quarter on. Yep. So was Hudson Card incredible? Not particularly. No. Uh, but in terms of the running game, it was kind of solid. We'll see what exactly what's going to happen. Uh, Devin Mockaby was okay. But I- I'm really interested to see what that's going to look like offensively because it was a-, a solid output offensively for Purdue against Fresno State. Yeah, and, and again, when we're going through their grades, their passing grades, Hudson Card didn't really grade out that well. Um attempted 31 passes too so there was a pretty big sample there for you know pff to chew on adjusted accuracy rate was just slightly higher than his mm-hmm. actual completion percentage so which really wasn't that good to begin with so i i, I don't i don't want to read too much in the in the in the purdue's offense um maybe the road environment for fresno i don't know what the weather was in west lafayette yesterday like all of those things maybe contribute to one extra drive looking a little bit more cleaner than probably it should have um I, I don't really have I don't really have a really strong opinion on Virginia Tech. I mean that that Old Dominion, Old Dominion did not have a lot of buzz coming into them coming into the year. Yep. I heard some pretty sharp people on their under win total, so um, no one really expected them to um, you know overachieve the market. And yep. you know, I scored seventeen yesterday, so 
against a good Virginia Tech defense. All right, so coming up in the next hour, of course, uh, we are going to have Circa join the fray. Uh, they are going to post all of their numbers by about 11, 10 a.m. Pacific time. So we will get into those as they get posted. You'll see the differences. You'll see these numbers start to move. You'll see these totals as well. That's a big thing with Circa as well. Uh, they will post totals for these games too. So we'll see the, the volatility, if you will, with all of these. I'll leave it with this because we'll talk about this in the next hour at some point when it comes up as we wait for them. There was a, a team that I had skepticism about, a conference favorite that I had skepticism about, and thus bet another team uh, to win that conference, Boise State. And oh, I had a lot of questions about the whether Taylor, West guys. Uh, I, I, I had questions about whether Taylor Green, without Dirk Cutter as his play caller, yeah. was going to be very good. Taylor Green looked abysmal yesterday for <laughs> Boise State, and they got smoked <laughs> by Washington. They are at home against UCF, and John Reese Plumley looked tremendous. They looked good last Kent year State. too. Yep. So we'll see if that's going to be interesting. But UCF opens as a two-point favorite there against Boise State. We got one hour left. The college lines real. Don't go anywhere. It's Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. look at this week's college football lines this is college lines revealed on vsin the sports betting network here's jonathan von tobel welcome in folks it is the second hour of college lines revealed yes we get two hours of nothing but pure unadulterated college football uh, from a sports betting perspective. So what do we have in store for you for this hour? We did have quite a few numbers already get posted um, when it comes to some of the bigger games, and quite a few books are starting to get into this thing. Generally here on this... Um, Circa just it, dropped. Yeah, Circa just dropped. So yeah. at 11 o'clock, the, the plan here for Circa is at 11 a.m., they're going to open the lone Friday night game, and that would be, of course, the one that you're looking at there. 11, 10 a.m. Pacific time, they're going to open the remaining Saturday games, and we will see what that's going to be like. I also, just see a bunch of Saturdays they just dropped, yep, too. So available simultaneously yeah. in Nevada, Colorado. Colorado in Iowa. Oh, wow, so, there's some interesting. And this is the ex- so this is the exercise, Woo-hoo. and this is the best part about everything when it comes to these numbers and what we're doing, uh, which is go look at the A and M Miami number. That's the first one right out of the gate because we were just talking about that. Yep. Game. Th- this is what the best part is: is seeing what the discrepancies are in these numbers and what these uh, teams and what these people are Oklahoma too. implementing their status. So let's let's start there. Then. Yeah. Let's go to Miami and Texas A&M. Uh, I'm not getting my screens freezing up, so you tell me Circa's opener in comparison Three. to the market. Three. So the, so the six sevens at Caesars? The se- yeah, dude. Like that's, what do we talk about? <laughs> and this, again, and this is why – Ugh, like last year we did this, this. show Elliot, is, you why are you not watching year? this show every week this it's show not you even that Elliot, you week. were here last year and it's something we talked about which is just like if you just had access to all of these you could just set yeah. yourself up so nicely it like the show should just be me doing this and oklahoma not even at 18 against okay. smu so we're seeing 14 i even got a text from you know who you are saw a 13 and a half somewhere out there go bet oklahoma right now because yep. that that one's gonna move I would say 17 is the is the minimum that one moves to. Um, and I see multiple 14s. In fact, I'm going to go bet one of the 14s right now um, as we speak. That's the beauty of this show. We do it live on the air, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that Those are the two right out of the gate. Now, granted, I just, I just breezed through the list really right. fast. But Miami at three, big discrepancy from market. Oklahoma, 18. Yep. That is a big discrepancy from 14s we're yep. seeing out there right now. Okay, so let's hit some of these and talk about, again, some of the differences and the changes, what we were expecting. So, for example, let's start 303-304, Notre Dame and NC State. This is one of those that we saw DraftKings initially hang up nine. Yeah. Both of us, we were talking about this in the first hour, and the thought was, 
you haven't seen enough from Notre Dame to adjust by two points and yeah. one non-cover, which they arguably probably should have covered, should not be enough to adjust a power rating for NC State. I just don't yeah. think you have seen. I enough wouldn't there. have moved anything on NC State Correct. at all. Based the on what the I look ahead line again, the look ahead offseason number, whatever you want to label it, it was seven for Notre Dame. Just hang that back up. Some spots yeah. posted up nine. Circa has come in with seven with a total of 48 and a half. So that's one of those where, all right, we're looking at that. Seems kind of aggressive to adjust two points. Again, it's only two points, but still wouldn't really do it. This is the one that we're really interested in. How about this? The story of the weekend, Colorado, Nebraska, and what this is going to be. Again, the number in the offseason was Nebraska minus eight and a half. Circa comes to market with Colorado minus four. We saw up to five. It's this is. So this is a massive Someone got adjustment. in on Colorado very quickly. Already I'm seeing three max wagers, which, again, that 3,000 mm. limits. I saw three in the last two minutes because they get timestamps on, yep. on, on, uh, on the odd screen. The last three minutes, we have seen three max wagers on Colorado. All of these. This is, this is the incredible part. And I'm going to try to contain my excitement. We're going to talk with Paul Stone, by the way, at the bottom of the hour, 11.45 a.m. Pacific time. We're going to get this. Again, the changes. Can I point one out really quickly? Yeah. Opening total, the first total we saw for Iowa, Iowa State, 39.5. Opening total at Circa, 35.5. By the way, I'm on the wrong side of that. The line opened Nebraska plus five. The three wagers all came on Nebraska, down now to three. Oh, so Circa opened up five. Circa opened five and got punched down to three okay. within two minutes. Okay. Which tells you where the sharp money feels the Nebraska-Colorado yes. love should be swinging. Yep. So we're down to three. Uh, DraftKings has adjusted to three as well. Yeah, I had it backwards. So, Sorry yeah, about so that. So there we go. So And that makes sense. I, I think it's so the that, opener that, was that, five. That makes a lot more that's, sense. Yeah, the that's opener nutty. was five. And again. And it got bet down to three. So again. Very quickly. Five is not a key number. But no. five in comparison to a team that was eight and a Over half a point touchdown. favorite. Yes. That's pretty nuts. So that's that makes sense that you're going to come in and bet five. Man, so this show is exciting. Oh, I'm telling you, dude. It was one. Of, it, I mean, Ellie, tell me. I'm, there was this the is the first show. time I've done this. Now show. it sucks because like we're on during NFL seasons. Generally, yeah, you're not going to get a whole lot of viewership but, during but that it time matter, window. But it doesn't matter. Like, like, oh, I'm talking about my viewership. But it doesn't I don't care. Because yeah, he's been excited. But that's. But the thing is, is that you can you can have the game. You, the, to me, an NFL Sunday is red zone, and then I'll you know once the game start, unless you're an avid live better, there's not a whole lot of work to do. Um, so this is a much more valuable exercise to college football betters. Yes. So let me let me correct something really quickly because I think this is already starting to move somewhat. Um, Texas A and M and Miami. It's moving up. Yes. It opened correct. three. It got to six, it and it got that six. down really fast. Yep. So this is all right. So this is one of those that we were discussing as well. So they did open up on the short side, but then immediately got corrected back up to yeah. where they're at right now. Wow. All right, that's pretty intriguing watching that happen, huh? All right, so we're watching through some of these, and we're, we're keeping an eye on it. So we'll talk about some of the big discrepancies. Let's run through some of the big numbers and some Notre of the Notre Dame games. got bet up pretty hard to eight. Got up to so eight. So it got no- and knocked through that key number of seven. Yep. So um, That one's a pretty big one. Yes, to go from, again, we were talking about Six that, right? Nine was the open in some spots. Yeah. You open seven, so then you get bet up there. And you do wonder, like, when you talk about some of the initial moves and what you're looking at, I, I do wonder when you're looking at it, because, again, the limits are so low, and this is part of what yeah. these sharp guys do and gals. Do you put in a low limit bet on to Notre Dame minus momentum, seven? To get the momentum rolling. And then the when the limits rolling. increase, yeah. you come back later in the week, and then you take the bigger play on the other end. I See, I, I think that is hard for – and granted, I'm, I'm not a professional better, but if I was, I would struggle with – coming like having that strategy already set now 
Mm-hmm. My initial strategy is if you are off market from it, you bet it now and we'll worry about it later. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to think about it now because there's all these other lines that are dropping. I don't have time to go in depth with the analysis. You have your number. The number gets posted. You see where the differences are. Maybe if it hovers around a key number, you would be more aggressive or less aggressive with that wager. But I, I think it's hard for anyone unless your human brain works like a robot to be able to think that far ahead because there's, I mean, there's 20, 30, 40 lines being dropped right now. Um, and they are all moving at a very rapid pace. And if you stop for a minute to think that strategy out, you just miss two more line moves. So yep. I think a lot of it is just reactionary at this stage. Yes. Now, I wanted to point out a couple of things because at the top of my list is watching some of these totals. Uh, we mentioned, for example, <laughs> I, I uh, well, that that too. And I was going to mention, so we brought up the fact that <laughs> it's like in, a first half total. We'll throw out, uh, <laughs> we'll give some credit to Paul Stone, who we'll talk to a little bit later in the hour. As I mentioned, thought that, hey, you know, uh, maybe the opening total should for Oklahoma SMU would be around 72 and a half. First total we saw was 70 and a half. Markets correcting, it's up bet to 72 uh, and a half. I think down I just, to 68 and a half now. Really down. It got See, bet down. Now, granted, these lines move. It, it went from 72 and a half at circuit and it got bet down to 68 and a half very quick. Okay. Yeah. My screen's on a small delay. Very so we'll, quick. We'll stick with yours. You're right. Yeah. Down very to 68 quick. and a half. So, but, but I'll be honest, these, I, I would say over would be my look. Then. Yep. The other, the other one is, of course, uh, Iowa State and Iowa, as you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> half of what we just said. The first, the, the first number we saw was 39 and a half. Circa opened up 35 and a half. Got bet down to 33 and a half. We are starting to see Coming some correction. Coming back up yep. now, 35. Uh, up to 34, then 35. So yeah. we'll start to see that. That seems pretty extreme. And That's a massively low total. Especially if I'm correct in the assessment that I thought McNamara and the Hawkeyes left some offense out there on the field. Agreed. You could think that maybe there is some correction coming. How about this one? The, the, the Colorado total from 65 and a half, then gets bet down to 62. Now 58. That's you see, that's the other total that I was really interested in seeing what the story was going to be because a lot of under money. You have two teams that are stark contrast to one another, at least from week one, in terms of their tempo. 58 plays for Nebraska, yeah. over 80 plays. I think it was 84, 85 for Colorado. How do those two teams mesh in terms of tempo and how you make that work? And like you said, from 65 and a half down to 58. So again, to your point too, a full touchdown so, off of an opening number within yeah. two minutes and 45 seconds of opening. My guess is it, it probably settles somewhere in between mm-hmm. because a touchdown right out of the gate now is that, a big move. So from a side perspective, as I mentioned, right? It's hard to do what I said. Low limit bet initially, yeah. and then come back around the other way. With yeah. totals on a day like today, if you're making it's a limit bet to the under, so we're, correct. Yeah. So if you're talking about betting that $1,000 limit to get a game under, and it goes a full touchdown, boom, you bet the over. You've already got seven points there in terms of a middle if you've you're been done. attacking these from, from the game. You would never – like, honestly, if, if I had access – and we don't have access, unfortunately, to all these markets. If I did, and I wasn't doing a live show right now – I would probably already have five or six middles of at least a field goal in my back pocket. Yep. And, and again, a lot of that is bankroll management. We talked about this in the first hour. That's not a very fun way to wager because you're just rooting for the needle to be threaded through that little hole. But you knock off one or two of those every week with a 6.7 point middle. You don't have to be, you don't have to win a whole lot of bets this year uh, to be profitable because you're not going to lose. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's where this strategy is. I think it's a more effective strategy in college. I don't think this strategy is as effective in the NFL. Fewer games and less variance with the number. Whereas we just literally saw, we, we talked about it, and then we literally saw a full 
touchdown move on a total that was, I would say, high, but not overly high, where it was in the 70s and it came down into the 60s. So you really have an advantage here if you're able to analyze, digest, and then react quickly to these market moves. And I'll be honest, as much as I follow these markets, a lot of times I'm not following it at this time. And maybe that's strategic by by some of the books dropping the lines during the first window of the NFL games on Sundays at 1 o'clock Eastern because a lot of eyeballs are elsewhere. Yep. They're they're pretty much everywhere (laughs) else. Yep. All right, we'll talk about this as we continue to move on. We're starting to see even more moves here uh, in favor of Nebraska. Again, the opener over at Circa was five. My screen just flashed down to two now in favor of Colorado. So we will see if that continues. We also have uh, some pretty interesting moves elsewhere. So we'll run through the rotation. We'll give you every single opener and line move that we are seeing. It is exactly what we tell you, folks. The college lines, they've been revealed for next week, and it's awesome. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lines revealed on Veasan, the sports betting network.
With the NFL season right around the corner, nonstop football action is in sight. You can get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbooks, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app before kickoff. Use code VSIN to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code VSIN. The crown is yours. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Who knew? Who knew, huh? $5. Look where Wait, you are you going to go put it on huh? red and on the, on the roulette? No, roulette. you could use it and turn it into $200 in bonus bets <laughs> instantly. That's the whole point, man. Just put it on double. Wait, not, I'm hearing there's triple zeros now on the roulette wheel. Really? Oh, yeah. That's but fun. My, one of my favorite Don't wasn't roulette. Don't bet that. It was, uh, oh, no, it was roulette. Uh, when I first turned 21, went out to the M, won quite a bit of money playing blackjack. It was nice. great. Uh, my buddy did very well as well. But then we walked by roulette, and we watched it hit black six times in a row. Like, and of oh, course, it's gonna be red. Uh, not me. He was like, "Oh, it's got to be red." That's the gambler's and I was like, fallacy. Nah, I'm okay. And uh, then he took all of his winnings that he had in blackjack, put it on red, and it was black for an eighth time in a row. So, or seventh, whatever it was. So that not literally, great. what you just described is literally the gambler's fallacy. Yes, yes, it is. We're due. We're due. Um, yeah. Now we're due. you are due uh, for some of the biggest line moves that we've yes. seen so far. This is actually Ambition. not a fallacy. We're going to get it. All right. Let's talk about the biggest line moves we've seen up to this point. Good job by our crew. Throw these together. Yeah. Uh, absolutely tremendous really job. job. So we'll start at the top. Tulsa versus Washington Huskies. Absolutely demolished Boise State yesterday. They go from a 30 point favorite to a 35 point favorite. We mentioned this one in passing a couple of minutes ago. For those just joining us, UCLA opens up as a nine point favorite. They get bet up to a 13 point favorite over San Diego State. Middle Tennessee and Missouri. Uh, nobody really believed in the Middle Tennessee's effort against uh, Alabama, I suppose. Uh, Missouri opens up no. as a 17-point favorite and now currently a 20-point favorite. We got more than just three of them, folks. Stick with us. Stanford and USC. Stanford opens up as a 27-point underdog. Market comes in on USC, bets that thing up to 30. North Texas, Florida International. North Texas, one of the hot commodities yesterday. Uh, market was all over them. That was them one of the biggest Cal. moves of the whole week. And then the cow was all over them. Wasn't really close. Well, their uh, and defense get, looked really yes, bad. Yes, and they get Florida International here. North Texas opens up 17, now down to 14. Interesting, too, because Florida International, if you look at the actual box score and watch the game against Louisiana Tech, they look terrible. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see what this is going to look like at the end of it. Ball State opens up as a 39-point underdog against Georgia. They are now currently a 42 point underdog against the Bulldogs. <laughs> Nebraska, Colorado, you're going to see this game twice because it's been the biggest line move side in total. <laughs> We're just doing sides for you right now. Nebraska here at Circa opened up as a five-point favorite, now down to excuse me, five-point underdog, now down to a two-point underdog here against Colorado. Freudian slip, maybe. Uh, Kent State versus <laughs> Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas opens up as a 35-point favorite over the Golden Flashes, and uh, that thing flashed up to 38. Wisconsin. Man, you're on fire today, bud. This is what Look I do, man. You. You're on a roll. What you're Picking the defense apart here. What we do, it's man. Impressive. It's the only thing I'm good at. Uh, <laughs> I include being a father in that. Wisconsin and Washington State. I think this is a really fascinating game. Washington State looked great. Tremendous on offense, but not really a good secondary in Colorado State. This thing opens up three. Now currently Wisconsin. Wisconsin's running game. So, Braylon, we knew about Allen, but the Malusi kid was better. Yep. They've got two guys now, and it feels like it's just like every year you just wake up and Wisconsin just – you know, pops up another running back that's going to rush for a thousand yards, but they might have two thousand yard guys this year. Yep, absolutely. And they, I think that coach too, uh, Fickle is a pretty. Fickle, yeah, yep. I, I think that is a very interesting Wisconsin team, big picture. Because let's be honest, when we watched the Big Ten offenses yesterday, I know Penn State looked okay. 
Michigan, I think their offensive line is going to be solid. Corm's going to run it, but Ohio State. Yeah. I, I think it's hard to open up with a conference opponent when you're having a quarterback battle of sorts. Agreed. Uh, you know, when slinging Sammy Baugh is your backup <laughs> over there at Ohio State, but uh, that was so weird. I didn't really understand that. All right, let's go to some of the biggest line uh, total moves here at this point. We go back to Nebraska-Colorado. Uh, you were getting some information uh, that, that, hey, look, this thing dropped and it's going to continue to do so. 54. And it has 65 and a half at the open down to 56 and a half. So a nine point move. And there I think it's going to continue to drop. I mean, that, that might be the biggest total move of the whole year from, yep. from open to close. It's going to be pretty fascinating to watch that again. Two very, very different styles in terms of tempo, yeah. at least from what we've seen to the first week. 63 and a half. The opener for Stanford and USC. That thing gets bet up to 71. That makes sense. Back to Middle Tennessee and Missouri. Opens up 57 and a half. A six and a half point wow. line move. We are down to 51 with Middle Tennessee and Missouri. Oregon and Texas Tech. Not surprised here. Uh, 60 and a half at first blush. Looked a little light. Up to 67. Yep. Texas Tech and Oregon. High tempo in terms of plays and, of course, some offenses that can really spread you out and open it up. Ball State, Georgia, makes sense if you're a massive favorite with a low total that the total is going to move with the yep. side. So the, the side moved up three points to 42. All Georgia total, points there. 46 and a half, <laughs> yes, up to 52 and a half. would be amazing. We've seen it before, but I would love Georgia to go off as a 42-point favorite, but the total go and off total at 46, 46 and a half, right? Yeah. Well, what was the game yesterday? Was it, I think it was Michigan and East CCU. That was a pretty tight spread there. Yes. It was like a 10 or 15-point difference between the total and the spread. Yep. Usually a touchdown. I don't think I've ever seen one lower than a touchdown. There, there was a there was an Ohio. I think it was actually Ohio State Indiana game last year. The year before that was like it was maybe it wasn't Indiana, but it was like fifty ish the spread and the total was like 55 <laughs> that was, that might be the lowest ever usually a touchdown you don't yeah. see it lower than that right. very often memphis versus arkansas state open 64 and a half that thing got bet down to 58 and a half again we're going through some of the biggest total moves that we have seen western michigan and syracuse 46 and a half up to 52 for those who weren't with us earlier syracuse also one of those moves uh, opened up about 18 and a half 19 up to 21 Florida International and North Texas, we go back here. Total opened up 48.5, currently sitting at 53.5 as we speak. Texas and Alabama, we saw this total open up 52.5. This is an interesting yep, one. Currently 56.5, and, and as we noted, some adjustments. Now, the consensus here for the most part is, is that this thing at most markets is above a full touchdown at 7.5. Yeah. See, one shop still lingering at 6.5, uh, but 7.5 and, and or 8, the predominant number here for these two. And focusing on it really quickly and just looking at what this is going to potentially be, uh, it's going to be fascinating because Texas offensively looked uh, okay against Rice. That total touched 58 at Circa before it finally started to get fine water, you know, finding its level there. So there's your initial, uh, your, your initial your point sharp of vibes on, yep. yeah, the initial point of resistance, but also the, the initial sharp money vibing. I think it's probably more vibing Alabama's offense with Milrow being maybe a little bit more polished than people thought. Yep. Anything else here, or is that the last page? Yep, we're all good. It. All right, cool. Good job, guys. That's uh, yeah, that's really awesome good job by the crew in the back. I don't think you realize how hard it is to do that on the fly in the middle of a show. And again, this is the first time I've done this show, so I am. Oh, uh, we're used wildly to, impressed. We're by used this to fantastic operation. work behind the glass here. Uh, this Absolutely, is a, but this is not easy to do. Right, that's right. Good job, guys. Well done. Hey, lunch on me. At Christmas, no. okay. At Christmas, well, would, let's, uh, let's pump the brakes on. Come that, on, it's but. only week one. Actually, no, no. Hey, you guys, one. you know, you guys get. I'm going to talk to Circa about getting you a special menu at Saginaw's. <laughs> How about that? I'm going to make sure that's implemented. For yeah, you guys. no, you, you, you deserve executive it. privilege yep, over here. All me. That's it's going to be my decision. All right, so 
we've gone over pretty much the entire rotation. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have Paul Stone come up with us in about three minutes from now. So I'll open the floor to you. We've gone over pretty much every single one of these games. What has stuck out to you the most from a movement standpoint? I, I think, well, if you want recency bias, that Texas-Alabama total is very interesting. And again, if we want to talk about big picture teams that are going to most of these games, North Texas, FIU, Syracuse, Western Michigan, they're not going to have a huge impact on the national title picture. And I think as we're forming opinions on the big boys, how does, like for me, obviously I'm a little biased, but how does Penn State's quarterback look? Yep. Because if, it lo- if he looks really good, and that number moves considerably up, and the total moves up, then we change our opinion on the Big Ten as a whole. Same thing with Alabama. Right now, we're not putting Alabama in that catbird seat in the SEC. Well, maybe Jalen Milrow, that opinion change. You see Section the total Milrow. move up. It is? I don't know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> we're, we've been having a lot of discrepancies yeah. about pronunciations of quarterback. For example, I thought it was Drew Alar until about 8 a.m. yesterday, and then I learned it was Aller. Aller. Yeah, right? Well, okay. Yeah, you know, Don't scare well, me. I'm not going to scare you anymore. It is Drew Aller. But, I, again, when, when I see the, the, the numbers move considerably on the big boys, and I'll throw Oklahoma into the mix. Again, a lot of the information I got this morning said the books, besides Zerka, very low on Oklahoma as a total and as a side. Yep. And we've seen the market adjust very quickly. But Oklahoma was a team, listen, heading into the year last year, they were right there in, in, in the picture with Texas. And I think we're giving Texas a lot of, a lot of love. But maybe Oklahoma, we aren't giving them enough love. Mm-hmm. And I think these are the examples when the lines reopen that we get to see, for the most part, the Sharps keep their cards pretty close to the vest. This little window is when the cards are revealed. Yep. And I, I really am noticing, I think, Alabama, Oklahoma, we don't get a Penn State number yet because I think they play an FCS team next week, but we will get that number eventually. And I'm glad you said something like that because this is also something that in the jargon of sports betting and, and content, something that always kind of not grinds my gears, but we should be aware of. What is also awesome about a day like today is you mentioned it, right? Sharps generally holding their cars close to their t- chest. You don't really see it. You also see that not the people who bet these openers are not all on the same side. You see the buyback. You see the changes. You see the difference. It lets you frame the market. Like now I know going into that game, Texas, Alabama, 58's the high. So if if, if I see a 58, I feel comfortable betting an under because I know it's not going to go to 59. And and the other part, too, is when I talk about the content, generally you hear sharps are on this, squares are on this. Not every sharp is created equal. They all have their different numbers and opinions, and you will never like see 100% unanimous decisions of sharp, the the sharp make, you know, sharp uh, odds makers. I I would argue that this hour is the most important hour of the week for betting college football. If you're really serious about it, how about that, huh? All right, we'll take our break. When we come back, Paul Stone, uh, one of the guys who was betting into these markets and shaping them up, we'll talk to him. You know, we'll hit on Texas, but there's a lot of other matchups we'll get to with Paul when we come back here on College Lines Revealed. Is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Check out the updated NFL betting guide, folks. It is awesome. It is fantastic. And it is out. You get updates for every single team. Obviously, injuries, odds moving, everything that's happened since we released the original. Well, that's all been included in here, plus a lot of the other stuff. We call them Teach Amanda Fish articles like uh, betting split tutorials and more. Check it out. You can subscribe for as low as 19 bucks. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay. A man that I feel has done many, many hours of fishing in his life. I'm just assuming because he's uh, got that nice southern drawl. Paul Stone is with us here. Uh, Paul, how many hours of fishing have you done in your life? 
You know, JBT, in the last 30 years of my life, I would say uh, zero. Wow. <laughs> okay, His right. first L of the week. That's and an I'm picking uh, it up early. <laughs> and don't be, you know, fooled by the draw because I've never worn a pair of cowboy boots in my life. Okay. And I've maybe wow. got a cowboy hat on just once or twice because that was, you know, the theme day at school or something. But yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's part of where I come from. But uh, I guess I hung out with a different crowd or something. I, Sports you know, betting I, crowd. I had a separate a seven iron in my hand and a, uh, a beard, an early age and uh betting tickets. So okay, I'm kidding. Oh, I <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I've never, uh, I, I used to love to fish, but just not a whole lot of fishing lately. So let, let's talk about another activity. What, what are Sundays like for you, Paul? <laughs> you know, when, when, when these things open up at about 11, we were actually surprised, you know, every year more and more books are actually getting involved, putting up numbers a little bit earlier. So what is your day on Sunday like when you're waiting for these numbers to get posted or watching them get posted? You don't have to walk us through the, like, every little bit, but just what are days like for you when you're attacking the markets when they first get up? Well, it really starts JBT on Saturday, you know, probably about uh... – 5 p.m. Saturday night, I start looking at the early games, the, the 9 a.m. kickoffs and so forth that are complete, start adjusting power ratings, and I make my sides first and then my totals. And, of course, the late games that uh, finish out here on the West Coast, uh, you know, maybe 11 o'clock or so, I don't get to those until the morning. I got up this morning about 4.30. I wasn't going to get just a few minutes later, but the uh, hotel alarm went off at the hotel I'm staying, and we got uh, – oh moved out and I was on the 11th floor had to go up down the stairwell so that was a little bit of a took a few minutes away but those things happen so you know get on it excuse me and uh make the sides first and then make the totals and it seems like no matter how much preparation time I do Saturday night and Sunday morning I always go right until just a couple of minutes for 11 a.m and when they start uh, coming you know I kind of have a a list of about five or six games I look for first and then I kind of start dancing around the, the menu rather than go at it chronologically because that's what, you know, probably everybody else is doing. Yeah, I, I think this is a really tough exercise in college. In the NFL, obviously fewer teams and, and, and Paula doing, doing the Lord's work here. Let's get into what should be the most talked about team probably definitely yesterday, and it's this Colorado Buffalo squad. Now they come back home. They play Nebraska. We saw this line move considerably, but it's really the total – dropping from the mid-60s to now the, the mid to upper 50s that is certainly interesting. What do you make of this Colorado team based off what we saw yesterday? We obviously don't want to overreact, Paul, but it might be within our best interest not to underreact as well. Yeah, I mean, there were a few of us yesterday, JVT included, talking about this particular game and what it might open, and we were all right around pick, you know, one way or the other. And uh, it came out earlier this morning at a different book than Circa, and I think it maybe opened at two, but Circa opened it at five yeah. and uh, took some uh, Nebraska money. I think they thought people were going to be betting Dion, Coach Prime, and the Buffaloes hand over fist, so they opened it minus five. But uh, a lot of sharp guys out there, so they took uh, Nebraska, and uh, now it's down to two at Circa, I believe. A little bit surprised on the total move, uh, the, the way that Colorado's Offense played yesterday. Nebraska, obviously, uh, somewhat offensively challenged still at this point, and a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball. So I guess some of the some of the guys thought that uh, maybe there was a little bit of overreaction on the total there. 
All right, let's go to uh, your neck of the woods then. You always have a good read on Texas. Uh, we saw this thing. It's been pretty much at seven uh, for the most part. We see some seven and a halfs out there. Circuit did get up to eight, Paul. Uh, and the real move has been the total up to 52, uh, up from 52 and a half, as high as 58, back down to 56 and a half. Uh, what is your read on this game still right around the game of the year line that got released in the summer? And also, uh, do you upgrade Alabama at all after watching some snaps from Jalen Monroe and looking somewhat adequate as a passer? Yeah, you know, I, I might. I think I kept Alabama's power rating the same. I, I don't get too caught up when a, uh, you know, a major top 10, top five, top team dominates a team that they have, uh, you know, such a personnel advantage over. So, but but I could see if somebody did that slightly. But I made this line, you know, I make lines for all the game sides and totals. I made this line six and a half and 56 and a half. So the total came back. Uh, to what I set the total, uh, you know, overnight. And uh, I think it's right where it should be. You know, it's a tough – this game obviously is going to be probably the most bet game on the board just because of the impact of the game and, and the, um, just the interest that will be in it. But, um, you know, I think the number is just right on. I think it's seven. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, by the end of the day or early in the week that the Sharps have taken the seven – and it might be down to six and a half. So if somebody's looking to take Texas, I don't think you're going to get seven and a half. I think seven is going to be as good as it's going to get. So obviously when numbers float around like those key numbers, the value is a little bit different. But I think I asked you this yesterday, but I'll ask so our audience can hear. How far from your numbers does the market have to be for you to warrant a play from you? You know, usually on some games, like I said, I'll have five or six where I have a buy price. Like I'm looking at my notes here, NC State plus seven and a half or higher. Texas State over 64 or less, that type of thing. So it didn't really have to be, uh, in some cases, you know, I'm just looking for a particular number regardless of the differential. And then in other cases, you know, I might have a six-point difference, but I don't have confidence in, in the team or the teams involved. You know, I just have such a high degree of uncertainty, especially with only one data point essentially on these teams to this point. But as a rule of thumb, you know, on a uh, on a side, if it's just in general, not always, maybe – you know, low number, maybe two or three points. If it's a higher number, you know, maybe four or five points. And then on a total, you know, I'm looking probably for five or six points of difference. Paul, how, how quickly into a season, and this might be a difficult question because it might change whether or not how right or wrong you are in certain teams, but how quickly into a season will you, for example, a team like Colorado might be the perfect kind of way to frame this. Will you just completely throw out your preseason work and say, I need to reset what my number is Sometimes stubbornness and ego, I know, comes into the equation for a recreational better like myself. But for you, do you remove that from the equation completely and, you know, scrap a number if you know, hey, I was really wrong on this team and I need to adjust really quickly? Jared, I mean, you, you set it up beautifully on Colorado. You know, I played under three and a half, and that's a ticket I've got uh, got in my pocket. I probably just need to throw it out the window. <laughs> but uh, stubbornness uh, gets you nowhere in this business. You know, you, you got to be uh, – very fluid. You got to be very open-minded. And on Colorado, that's a team that I, you know, and there's a lot of argument among people who use power rate rankings about how much you adjust just based on week one. Uh, but I moved their uh, their power rating substantially. I had them very low. Um, I don't have my sheet. I'm gonna try to get it here real quick. But I, I moved their power rating off the top of my head, probably close to ten points. Wow. I, I think they exceeded everybody's expectation. You know, Travis Hunter was the number one recruit in the uh, the class of 22. I mean, he's top recruit in the nation, so it's no surprise what he did yesterday. That guy's a football player. And, uh, you know, I, I knew they had four or five guys, but I didn't know they had that many. 
and, and they're just so much better in the age of the transfer portal when yeah. teams can turn over the roster like they can nowadays. You better be ready to adjust those power ratings very aggressively uh, the first two or three weeks of the season. So real quick, Paul, there's a, there's a flip side to that toe, though, too, right? You downgrade TCU as well after watching that, correct? It's not just an upgrade of, of Colorado? Exactly. I mean, I think it was mostly Colorado. Some guys will say if you raise one team to three, maybe you, you reduce the other by three, but I, I don't I don't operate that way. So I certainly didn't reduce TCU that significantly. I didn't have them way, way up there to begin with. Uh, I didn't have them in the, in the top 25, maybe like some people do. But I certainly adjusted them them downward. But, you know, we, we might see they've got a lot of new guys, so that defense is going to get better. Um, but that might kind of just be who they are, good offensive teams, and they'll face quite a few of them, you know, might be able to take advantage of the Horn Frogs this year. Paul, I'm on Twitter at Paul Stone Sports. Paul, we appreciate it, man. Awesome thanks. Stuff, I, I know man. what today is like, so yeah. thanks for fitting in a couple of minutes with you. It was good to see you yesterday too, man. Absolutely, JBT. Good talking to you as well, Jared. Y'all have a great Sunday, and uh, good luck today and the rest of the week. Yep. Appreciate you, bud. Biggest upset of the week, though, that Paul Stone hasn't gone fishing in 30 years. I'll be honest, dude, when he told the story about the hotel, I mean, that you're dealing with enough adversity anyways, just trying to get the best number. Now you're dealing with the fire uh, alarm going off at the wife, hotel. Uh, wife and I went on vacation <laughs> uh, in the middle of summer. That happened to us. Someone pulled the fire alarm. We had to abandon. It was uh, that's I, and And you know what? It just kind of speaks to Paul's last point about adjusting. Like, things happen throughout the course of a game, throughout the course of a season. You need to be flexible. If you are stubborn with your opinion on a team, it will take you from the window where you're supposed to be winning, and it will go right to the to the you know trash heap when you pick up that ticket. Two things to put a bow on or to let you know about. First off, coming up next, uh, Live Bet Sunday. Uh, it continues. You're going to get Femi of Ebefe, Kelly Bidlin at the D set. You can see the guys down there, both in nice blazers. I don't know oh, if they can hear me, sharp. but look at them, huh? They look absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. And also, selfish, uh, selfish plug. If you like everything we do here on College Lines Revealed, well, every Sunday we also post an article written by myself that goes over all the big line moves as well. So if you're more of a written word type of person, look for that up on the website coming up later today at vcin.com. Jared, good job today. Appreciate Appreciate it. it. You can find this in the College Football Betting Podcast feed if you missed any part of it. We'll see you next week. Again, Live Bet Sunday coming up next. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You're going to get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com's picks page. You can sort picks by sport, matchup, event data, more. You can check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand for VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power rating, plus when you first time video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up for today for only 19 bucks for your first month at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We are back here on College Lines Revealed. Coming up in 30 minutes, we are going to have one Paul Stone with us who is currently betting these numbers right now. And uh, He's probably pretty busy right yep, now. <laughs> we, we were talking to him a little bit yesterday about that in his process, so we'll, we'll talk to Paul about that momentarily. All right, with that, we've gone over a lot of the big games. Let's move throughout the rotation. We can spot some of the bigger differences and discrepancies yeah. and line moves and whatnot uh, and see if there's anything available. So as of this point right now, we'll start at the top of Saturday. Vanderbilt to Wake Forest. Uh, this one has moved a bit. We saw Wake Forest over at Circa open up as a 12-point favorite. This got up to 14. The buyback was on that 14. The real move here is the total. Opened up yeah. at 55.5, got up to 59. So buyback on the under, but 58.5 now the number for Circa. So about a four, what are we talking about? Three-point line move yeah. overall. Uh, three and a half if you account the peak of the number at this point well you mentioned vandy maybe yep. a, a bit of a paper tiger um eventually yeah so i i i didn't i didn't make much of wait what, what was wake's vibe yesterday i didn't i didn't watch i didn't catch up with them yesterday would they have a did they play anyone legit uh no it was not a game that you would uh do it, was, it had to uh, be derive i don't even remember who it was they uh it was elon it was elon. not a game right, that you're going to derive much from oh and it was friday it was friday night it was and was by the friday way night, i mean yeah. it was a it was only a 20 point win for wake forest so i think maybe you can look at that and go all Fair. right well maybe you're not really too keen on what happened uh mitch griffiths did throw an interception but threw three touchdowns and committed a couple of turnover-worthy plays. wasn't really an awesome performance against what you would expect to be a rollover. My guess is Wake's defense probably isn't very good, and Vanderbilt's offense is going to do similar things to what they did on Hawaii. Yep. So I, I think, you know, up from 55 to up to 58, I think that's a pretty fair move, and, and my guess is that's uh, – that's probably the direction I would lean with the handicap, too. Yep. We focused on Notre Dame and NC State. We, we've hit on this one quite a bit, but just to reiterate for our audience, this did open up seven in favor of Notre Dame, up to eight now. Uh, again, these numbers that I'm listing up currently are going to be via circuit, which opened up all yeah. of these. Uh, tend to shape the market a little bit more. Total bet up from 48 and a half up to 50 between Notre Dame and NC State. That makes sense to me with Hartman. 
Yes. I, I, I think you're going to see Notre Dame's total and number rise considerably if he continues to look, look the part. Uh, Syracuse sped up from a 19-point favorite to a 21-point favorite against Western Michigan on Saturday. Total has not moved from the opener here at Circa. Open 52, and I've still got 52 on my screen. Georgia, not a surprise. Ball State, a 42-point underdog here. Actually opened up 39. So we got a three-point move in Georgia's direction. Total bet up from 46.5 to 52.5 wow. uh, for a team that is uh, laying that 42 number. Who so Ball State have yesterday? Uh, Ball State did have. Ooh, don't tell me. I, 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 I I'll be honest. Some of these teams, it's just it, it's like a needle in a haystack. Kentucky, thank you. I All right. Yep. How did Kentucky? Actually, that's one game that I did not look Drop at Drop 44. Yesterday. All right. Um, so, so Kentucky's offense post Will Levis looks better than it, yeah. <laughs> it did pre Will Levis. But also, I'll be honest, Devin Leary, I think you, you give him a little more credence as a passer probably than maybe Levis, even though he was a, he was a, yep. he was drafted in the NFL and might be starting for the Titans at some point this year. Probably not, though. Marshall thundering herd on the road against East Carolina. That open pick still there. Real move here. The total opened up 48 and a half yeah. down to 46. A uh, real focus for me, though, as I was watching this one, uh, caught my attention. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Pittsburgh opened up seven. We haven't really moved off of that number. Uh, the real thing is the total moving from 46 and a half up to 49. So we see that mm. discrepancy there. Also bring this up because I believe, I want to double check this, Pitt and other spots were underneath that touchdown mark of yeah. about six and a half or so. So we'll see yeah. if we're around that key number. Would expect six, uh, excuse me, seven to be the predominant number for the It's gotten most bought up at pretty much every shop so far this morning before Circa's lines dropped. And now that we're seeing the seven, my guess is it continues to rise. How about James Madison? So James Madison yesterday, um, not really a, um, a an opponent that you would write home about. Bucknell, their opponent, James Madison goes out, uh, is fine, 38-3 victory, but you can't really wash the stink off of that performance from Virginia no. yesterday. And so the market comes in. James Madison, a six-point favorite on the road here against Virginia. Wow. We saw some spots actually at four. Circa opened six wow. on my screen. Uh, the total has also been bet up from 41.5 to 44. Got to tell you, look, Virginia did not look great against no. Tennessee in any way, shape, or form. The run game was abysmal. Uh, however, I was not overtly impressed with James Madison. If you look at some of the quarterback metrics and grades for the guys that got onto the field for them yesterday, it uh, wasn't exactly uh, slinging the ball around the yard with, uh, li- uh, we'll call it, little resistance. So we'll see what the number does here. But They run a six. unique offense, yep. and I think that's, man, to see a JMU as a six-point favorite on the road in Charlottesville, um, I think that just shows you, and I wouldn't be shocked if it went up, I, I think that kind of shows you just where that Virginia program is yep. right now. Uh, we do get a flip of favorites. Not a big one, though. Virginia Tech opened up here at Circa as a one-point favorite. Flipped to Purdue minus one in the next minute and 30 seconds. Uh, total. Bet up from 47.5 to 50.5. So a field goal added there for Purdue and Virginia Tech. That makes Tech. sense based on how Purdue's defense really struggled against Fresno. Yep. Now, the uh, big one, again, for those just joining us, we hit on this quick. We spent a lot of time in Colorado and Nebraska. This has been the shocking one, though. Colorado opens up as a five-point favorite here at Circa, mm. uh, then immediately bet down to three, then to two. That is the predominant number here. The real shocker, though, I would say, and you and I were discussing, and I guess a shocker might be a little strong, total opens up 65.5, that middle ground where you have two teams that are playing at stark contrasting tempos. Goes from 65 and a half down to 58. And so it only took four. Now, I'm only seeing four bets. Now, granted, some of the it, take it for what it is. The data we get sometimes is a little shaky, but I'm only seeing four bets to move at seven points. Oh. And from what I'm hearing, I think it's going to continue to drop. I'm hearing 54 is kind of the number that I would look to here. Okay. Now, the other, the, the other note we should uh, focus on this one just a little bit because it is a uh, – 
a very important game for some and a high-profile program's going at it. Utah-Baylor. Yeah. So we see Baylor last night lose to Texas State. Yeah. Over 440 yards total offense for Texas State. Uh, this is after, of course, you ship off your defensive coordinator in December. So clearly <laughs> things aren't going right for Dave Aranda and, and the Baylor Blake Bears Shapen on that end. Not, he got yep. hurt, right? Uh, and you get... An opener of four in favor of Utah, now up to six. Total gets bet up from 48.5 to 51.5, bet back down to 50.5. And And the real question here, I mean, there's multiple questions overall, uh, but Cam Rising, we still don't know, right? He did not play for Utah against Florida. Now, their quarterback duo did play particularly well uh, against Florida, at least given the situation that they were in. I thought Utah looked good. Sure. I, I, I honestly think their defense looked a little better. Last year, they struggled. And they used to, they were, uh, Scally, their defensive coordinator, at one point during the regular season, put five guys on the line because they couldn't stop the run. They looked, they looked a little more formidable up front this year. So does Bryson Barnes, does a combo of Bryson Barnes and Nate Johnson, who Nate Johnson was the, uh, the guy who was in there on the, some of those Wildcat, and he's very, yeah. very athletic, looks really dynamic. Uh, does that duo, does this number and line move indicate a belief in Utah, anti-Baylor, or the thought that Cam Rising is going to be available is pretty interesting. But... I would say all three are baked in, but I'll be honest, Blake Shapin's status, because he left the game with an injury last night, that matters even more because mm-hmm. it's one thing to go up against who they played last night. It's another thing to go up against Utah. And Baylor's offense, I do not see a very strong path to them having success if Shapin's out. Would, would assume he is not available. MCL injury is the official official diagnosis. That's a tough – I mean, and granted, I'm not a doctor, but to me I think it's more that yep. than the first part of your handicap. Sure. Yep. Looking at that and saying this is not being accounted for uh, enough at this point. Yeah. By the way, Pittsburgh up to eight now as we're talking about these games and rolling through the, ro- the rotation. All right, move on from there. Oklahoma State on the road against Arizona State. Weird game for Arizona State. Uh, right where you get that delay against Southern Utah. Don't really look insanely dynamic. You barely get out of there. Uh, This opens up Oklahoma State as a two-point favorite. This gets bet up to the full three. The the big move is on the total. Open up 55.5, down to 52.5. Uh, for this matchup here. That's three, uh, 321, 322. So very interested to see uh, Jaden Rashada, again, a quarterback who was supposed to actually go to Florida, a uh, very high-profile kid who's supposed to be very, very good. Offense looks a little ick, but so is the situation overall. So do you want to overreact from that? You don't know. But Arizona State catching three now at home against Oklahoma State. Nebraska total down to 56.5. There right. we go. Keeps going. It's gonna. I think 54 is the – the, the floor there. And right. my guess is that's where you probably see some buyback to the over. One line move I very agree, I very much agree with in these last 90 seconds, but and we'll get to more of these as we're running through the rotation. Yeah. Um, I think Jalen Maiden over there at San Diego State was getting get, getting away with playing with fire last year. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in week zero, getting away with Ohio's losing their starting quarterback um, in the first quarter, UCLA opens up as a nine-point favorite, bet up to 13 within 10 minutes of that opener, and the total has not budged. It's at 48-and-a-half. Wow. UCLA, and I thought, yeah, as much as you can be impressed with what they did against Grayson McCall yeah. and the Chanticleers yesterday. It's a good program and a good team. Get that win, and now you get to take on a San Diego State team that I think is very under uh, overvalued, and I think the market, of course, at least the guys who shape it, agree with that. That's been moved up four points. Yeah, and the San Diego State was a big fade team in Week 0. Everyone really liked yep. Ohio in that spot, and obviously the, the Rourke injury kind of changed the dynamic of that game after uh after kickoff but um i it seems like san diego state is one of those overvalued teams in the market pretty early in the season all right when we come back we have plenty other uh, openers to get to again we want to make sure that all of you at least see what the openers are what some of these differences have been so when we return uh tanner mordecai the wisconsin badgers again kind of like all right 
uh, yesterday against Buffalo, end up pulling away. Uh, but we'll see what the market thinks as they are on the road against a Washington State team that absolutely picked apart a very sexy side yesterday in Colorado State. So we'll have that and more for you as we wrap up the last 30 minutes of College Lines Revealed here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.